0: I have a good sex life, not afraid to say that. Um, I suppose I'm not the sort of person who's seen anything less than a good sex life.
1: In this day and age, people are having sex younger and younger. There's more and more sex on TV, in music.
2: Me and the guy making out on the rugby pitch. But I am basically kinky basties at this point.
1: Some edge play includes blood, knives, needles, electro, fire and consensual non-consent and all that sort of thing.
2: It's just one of those things, like, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of my sexuality. I'm not ashamed of the sex that I have. I enjoy it very much. I enjoy sex.
1: Well, I mean, the way that I see sex and consent is quite simple. Don't get some until you get some.
2: That's true. My life is a porn. I just don't film it.
3: Welcome
1: to the Ace Light Podcast, with
3: your host, Steel Claw. Now strap yourselves in Lug. and prepare and for
1: some sexy talk, some educational chat, chat, and terrible jokes. And remember, let's get Ace Ludge. there everybody, welcome back to another episode of the A Slot Podcast and would you believe it, I am on schedule for once. I was meant to release this today and it's coming out today and I'm happy and it's, it's all gravy. I have a dog trying to lick my face while I'm doing this, this is great. Um, welcome to day whatever it is of lockdown here in New Zealand, nobody even knows what's happening anymore. It's just all flying by but uh, we're almost there, we get loosened up a little bit. And I must be thankful that again I'm still working and everything, and we're not as bad as some other places uh, around the world. So yeah, that's all good. Obviously, nothing's nothing too much is happening at the moment in uh, in life. We are, like I said, on lockdown. Still, I'm still working. I have a dog to play with. Things are going <laughs> things are going well. But what I do have for you today, guys, is another chat uh, from when I was in America with. Kaylee Walker, and it was really, really cool to talk to her. She is uh, the social media director for the American Institute of Bisexuality and the Bi Foundation. She helps run bi.org, queermajority.com, and ambi.org. And we have been talking uh, a little bit at distance uh, before we were able to to meet and and have this big discussion, and it was really, really cool to meet both her uh, and her wonderful partner um, on this trip. We both had to travel a wee while to, to make it. So I'm am even more thankful that she was willing to, you know, drive four hours just to come and talk to little old me. And it was a really really fun, really interesting chat. Uh, it is quite echoey in the episode, um, just because we were in. Uh, it was basically just all tiles in the in the hotel room that we were doing this in. But um, yeah, really really great chat. Really really good to talk, um, to talk to Kaylee. Uh, in in person for once but um, before we get into it make sure that you uh, leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to it uh, you can find me on Spotify Apple podcast Google podcast or basically wherever you find any podcast. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook Instagram Twitter at the a Slut podcast you can email me at the Podcast at gmail.com or you can visit the website aslotpodcast.com. And without any further ado, let's get into it. Please enjoy. And always remember, let's get a slutty. bisexual. By Price,
3: stand
2: up and up. I like girls. I like. I like to eat the pussy, then again I like to ride Yeah, I like kissing on girls and then I put the dick inside I'm a sexual bitch and I ain't got nothing to hide Yeah, these bitches hating on me cause I'm confident in me Better not forget to be an LGBT And y'all like to say we selfish and y'all say we like to cheat But I don't date both at the same time, haters have a seat I like girls, oh my gosh, big booty, big tits, I like guys too, though, super sexy, big dick, and if you hatin' on me, hoe, then I'm down, big shit, and if you curious, I got you, baby girl, quick fix. how the fuck you date a guy when you're bi, you're a fake-ass dyke, I don't like you, I won't lie, you cannot date both, pick a side, pick a side, do you like fucking girls, or do you like fucking guys, I like both. Stand up, I like a girly little thing. Get my dude, man up. Walk into the strip club and then I throw my bands up. And when he get me sloppy toppy like to throw my hands up. If I wanna date a girl and we don't work out, then it's cool. Sexuality is glued, it's okay to date a dude. And if I date a fucking guy and yeah, we break up, it's okay to date a pretty girl. Ain't no fake love. I like girls. I like guys, I like to eat the pussy, then again I like to ride Yeah, I love kissing on girls and then I put the dick inside I'm a sexual bitch and I ain't got nothing to hide Yeah, these bitches hating on me cause I'm confident in me Better not forget to be an LGBT And y'all like to say we selfish and y'all say we like to cheat But I don't date both at the same time, haters have a seat I like girls, oh my gosh, big booty, big tits, I like guys too, though, super sexy, big thick, and if you hating on me, ho, then I'm down, big shit, and if
1: you're yes, I got you, baby. Okay, so it was my pleasure to welcome to the show Kaylee, how are you doing, Kaylee?
0: I am doing great.
1: We're, we're sat here in in a hotel room in Portland, Oregon, both of us have, have traveled four hours today to <laughs> sort of make it here, so it's um we're both a little bit on the on the travel-weary side in a in a weird little hotel room that's slightly echoey, so if you hear that, you'll be used to it because mine's echoey anyway. Um, but thank you so, so much for traveling and meeting with me to to talk today. Um, it's not often that I get to talk to talk bisexuality, which is what we're here to talk about, right? Yes,
4: absolutely. Awesome.
1: So before I go any further, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit
4: more about yourself.
0: My name is Kaylee Walker, so I am the social media director for the American Institute of Bisexuality. We're currently rebranding um, to the Bi Foundation uh, and having the American Institute of Bisexuality we move to more of our science study grants and that kind of stuff Ooh. and have the Bi Foundation be more of the social bi mm-hmm. projects that we're working on. Uh, so the three ones you'll probably know me from are dot mm-hmm. com, and, mm-hmm. and
1: org. Right. Andby uh, is a big page that I follow on Facebook, actually, and I see it a lot, and I share it quite a bit, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think, uh, before we go any further, the, the American Institute of Bisexuality, a lot of people are just going to sit there and go, Huh? Um, because people, I don't think people realize that that is actually a thing. Um, tell us a little bit more about, I know it's rebranding at the moment, but what it actually does.
0: So it was started by Fritz Klein many, mm-hmm. many decades ago, and he was a big, exciting guy in his day. Mm-hmm. He was this super spicy buy guy who was also polyamorous, so you know. <laughs> Wild and crazy. Yeah, of course. But really, he was this giant nerd who was groundbreaking mm-hmm. in sex research and right. really, really kind of paved the way along with Kinsey mm-hmm. with a lot of the sex research that was going on. And so right. he spent a lot of his life working on that. And when he died, he left a, uh, X amount of money for us mm-hmm. to continue doing more sex research, mm-hmm. funding All of these different programs and scientific studies to really help normalize, scientifically prove, and really make sure that, for one, yes, we have proved, hit it with a hammer 20 times, that yes, bisexuality is valid, it is completely scientifically sound and proven, but then after a while, there's only so many different studies you can do on scientific research with that. On <laughs> whether <laughs> <laughs> <there laughs> it exists so or not. so many different ways you can keep proving the same thing. <laughs> exactly. is true. So you sort of
1: branch out from there.
0: So I guess. that's when the AIB started working on these different projects. Mm-hmm. Um, there's org, which is essentially, we call it the ViTanica Right, Because we're moving more towards just an educational, very family-friendly, mm-hmm. easy, one-on-one, snackable information on bisexuality.
1: Which is fantastic. It's a good starting point. It's almost.
0: a fantastic starting point. Mm-hmm. We just redid our website, and so we've done a lot more clear-cut, here's black-and-white terms, mm-hmm. and here's easy-to-navigate easy to spaces on the site.
1: Awesome. And that, and that makes it a lot easier. Is it... Do you cater it more for for young people coming through and realizing their sexuality, or is it more for parents' education to accept?
0: Honestly, there's both aspects of it there. (laughs) There's a lot of, I didn't know I was bi, I just didn't know there was an in-between option between fully straight or fully gay. Which is terrifying just on the time. I was 55 years old and realized I'd been in love with my best friend for four decades, and you're like, What? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Or there's a lot of like, well, I'm younger, and well, I read this fine piece, and she's explaining her feelings on how she realized she was fine. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm feeling. And we have a lot of the definitions there, a lot of really good resources, and a lot of like, we even have one contributor who I adore. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Blake Stewart. Mm-hmm. He is one of my favorites. Because his family is just so over the top, painfully supportive. (laughs) They went with him to Pride one year, and they all had matching buy shirts that all had like their attachment to him and their family, and it was so precious. And he talks about how his family has been supportive through him and him coming out. And so there really is something for everyone on the site. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, I'm a messy guy, I like threesomes and orgies, mm-hmm. and maybe I lean one way more or... <laughs> I'm going to
1: raise my hands in the middle of that because all of that is me.
0: Exactly, and it's promoting that, yes, there is this, we don't want this perpetuated stereotype, but mm-hmm. at the same time... There's a lot of us messy vibes out there. Yeah. And there is a lot of us who are proud to be the crazy stereotype that they make us out to be, and we're
1: (laughs) fine with that. It's funny you mention that, because I literally just, uh, it was my birthday in America yesterday, Mm -hmm. my 30th, but I had a party a week earlier in Albuquerque. Weird, weird place. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. Believe me, I know. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, but it... So it started as a class. I was teaching a class around, uh, a kink class. Um, it's not going to be a week ago when this comes out, but it's a week ago when we're talking, so shh. Um, and so I was teaching a kink class around electro play and things like that, and then we ended up having a, a they threw a party for me um, afterwards for my birthday, which was really, really lovely and really nice, and there was ice cream cake, and it was all really scrumptious. Anyway, um, <laughs> a whole bunch of by people. Oh yeah, you you see where this is going now, coming from the threesomes and the orgy stuff. So, so basically, it just ended up as a giant orgy in the in the in the games room, and it was oh, absolutely magnificent no. What a what a terrible birthday present, right?
0: It's so bad. Birthday present? Where exactly? Where can we request this
1: It's a Facebook button. <laughs> <laughs> request orgy. <Yeah.
0: laughs> exactly. There's so like one thing I really. Need honestly appreciate about bi.org is they have such we've really focused in on this tone of finding the finding the BBC appropriate way to talk about so many complex issues that mm-hmm. are so commonly associated with being bi that get such a negative stigma. Mm-hmm. One thing we've really been working on that we've been talking about on the page for as long as I've been there. It's really this idea of polyamory, mm-hmm. which so often gets this giant label of stigmatism yeah. and crazy sex fiends and... <laughs> it,
1: and not to mention, people confuse... I actually had to educate someone the other day, people confuse it with polygamy,
4: uh-huh. multiple
1: marriages, which oh, yeah. is completely, completely <laughs> separate, of course. Way different both. Exactly. Um, but... Yeah, it's, it's really cool that there's this, like you said, like a Britannica that people can go to and go, yeah, yeah this is all of the things. And it's I, I feel as though it's always being added to as well because there's always new things coming in and always new things happening.
0: Oh, yeah. We're constantly working on our new site, mm-hmm. especially since we just launched all the new the, – we launched a new site, which cut a bunch of our old kind of more outdated things. Mm-hmm. So we're really at this fresh, absolutely new – Trying to get all this new information on it and really trying to have relevant Mm -hmm. sources that people can read and understand.
1: I think understand is is a huge keyword in that. Um as, as obviously the older books are, in my opinion, the harder they are to read and the and the hard and the more difficult they are to be able to relate back to today's world and the world that we live in now especially with bisexuality being more accepted as we move on. I I think um, that the updating of the records does need to happen with uh, the society that we live in. Uh, For example, I think even if I use the United States as an example, if you get... I hate using these guys as an example, but Alabama. Exactly. (laughs) So... Alabama, the stuff from 40 years ago would probably still work in Alabama because they're that backwards. But if you get uh, somebody from even Portland or, or, you know, the coastal side of Washington State where it's relatively liberal, it's going to be a completely different um, scene that they're in at that point. So it's going to be different for them as they go through. And I think the, the updating of it would help with that. Yeah?
0: Absolutely. Am I right or am I
1: completely on... <coughs> If I'm completely wrong, please tell me.
0: Oh no! It's it's making the information more more snackable Mm -hmm. to a more widespread audience. This way, if someone's forty year old mom is reading this, or a thirteen year old who's questioning their identity, they're Mm -hmm. all able to come to this and at least understand a little more about Mm -hmm. what's happening, what they're experiencing, and. Just really spread the education. And,
1: and I guess help their kids through that as well. If they're learning more about it, then the, the, I'm going to use, sorry, I've put that a little bit out. If a parent reads that after their son's just come out as, or daughter has just come out as black, that's going to help them be able to relate to their kids again and still keep that family as, as good as possible. Because mm-hmm. you do hear a lot of horror stories. And I, I talked about helpful. this on, uh, an episode that I recorded yesterday but is coming out a little while ago. They don't care. It's fine. <laughs> um, we talk, talked a little bit about um, some of the horror stories that come out of, of teens coming out and how the, the homeless community is hugely LGBTQ um, in in their own right as well. So having these sources available for parents especially, I think, is going to be a huge, huge help moving forward um, with giving kids more confidence to be able to come out and, and talk about who they are.
0: Absolutely. It's, there's so many kids that are trying to reach out mm-hmm. and they have no idea where to go. Yeah. I mean, I go through our inbox on I mean, all our different platforms every day and I get a lot, don't get me wrong, I get a lot of random dick pics. Brilliant. But a large chunk of the messages that we get are people really just looking for answers because they have no idea where to go mm-hmm. and um, directly talking to these people, granted with the face of buy.org or am buy, mm-hmm. but it's still all of these people in the numbers of how many reach us in either say I found your website and I can't believe how much it meant to me. I've been struggling with this and then I read this article by Zachary Zane and it all clicked. The stars aligned, it all made sense and I can't thank you enough for this resource. Or my son came out and I didn't know what I was feeling and I didn't really understand what that even meant. I didn't know what this by word was, Mm -hmm. what, to what. And it really, I was able to look around your site. Now I understand, and I was able to sit down and talk to him without saying something wildly offensive, mm-hmm.
1: which is which is amazing. It's, I, I'm just so so happy that this is out there for people. It makes, cause, and I, I talk about this a little bit as well. I didn't have a coming out anything. I just sort of started sharing things on Facebook. <laughs> and that was my coming out, and people people sort of just went,
3: ah. <laughs>
1: yeah, just uh, uh, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, and I think it did confuse a couple of people, though, because I'm not—I don't think I'm what most people would. There's a lot of stereotypes when it comes to bisexuals, especially males. Males have their own ones. Females have their own oh, ones. Oh, absolutely. And um, a lot—a lot of those stereotypes are looked as well. I do not look like a, a quintessential by guy in air quotes. And then so I had a couple of people just go, uh, nah. <laughs> You don't yeah.
4: oh, sorry, uh, hang upward, <laughs> upward. Do, do, yeah,
1: do do I need to walk around with a buy flag on my chest twenty four seven? Like yes. do I need to yes, get it tattooed you know. <laughs> somewhere or you know, what? and and it's it's just really, really interesting that there's and that's just one stereotype. There's, um, oh, there's. We're, we're definitely going to talk about a few on this because some of them I just find are absolutely hilarious. We've already touched on one uh, slightly, uh, albeit under the polyamory banner, but the and the messy by oh, sort yeah. of banner. That, that, there's that's
0: an instant a, connection to bisexuality and promiscuity yeah, for exactly.
1: sure. Exactly. And we'll, we'll start on that one anyway. I think, like I said, this goes all over the place. So. <laughs> We've probably not finished the topic we were just talking about, but we're on to the next one. It's fine. We'll get <laughs> back to it at some point. Um, so, yeah, the whole messy bi thing, where you just sort of well, hypersexuality, even is probably a good way to put it, is that if you're bisexual, you'll sleep with anyone and you'll do anything.
4: Yeah.
1: And sure, there's something to it. i but <laughs> have a line.
0: I have some boundaries. Well, you have to. It's Fucking terrifying if you, it's ah, it's terrifying if you don't. In, there. Exactly.
1: Exactly, and honestly that's the scariest thing to hear if you ask someone what their boundaries are and they go, I don't
4: have any uh, I
3: I am running the opposite fucking
0: direction. Oh yeah. I am Oh you out. have boundaries, do you want to play this game? <laughs> All right. Yeah.
1: And then next thing you know they've hurt themselves or you know, something wrong's going on. Yeah.
0: Or they're just not ready if you don't have that level of communication You're exactly. not ready. Exactly. Way.
1: Um so where do you think this whole idea of why sleep with everyone. Why is it a sexual thing when you don't you don't sit there and go, straight girls sleep with all the guys or straight guys sleep with all the girls. Why why is it a thing for for bisexual people that they'll sleep with anyone at any time and it's ultra sexualized? I
0: mean a lot of it is probably the more outdated media portrayal. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the older representation is far from ideal. It's only really recently that we've started seeing general positive Mm bi-representation. When for so long, any kind of queer representation was either straight under the kill-your-gaze trope, Mm -hmm. or just the homophobic coded language where the villain had gay stereotypes or Mm -hmm. any of those things, and I think a lot of that is definitely, it's definitely stuck, Mm -hmm. but I think it's more of a double standard of more of the monosexuals against the, Mm like, more of the bisexuals, where the gays and straights kind of just believe the media that they've been fed, and it's just kind of trickled into that, because you still see straight people buying into the gay... Mm. stereotypes yeah and and
1: even the hypersexuality part of
4: of gay stereotypes
1: i talked about that with um, the gayish guys last Mm -hmm. um last episode and so they're all about getting stereotyped and going bullshit or actually that is part of us which is fantastic and um we talked a little bit about the whole sexualization of of gay in this case it was gay men but it's it's interesting that it's literally just anybody out of the norm apparently just has more sex than everybody
0: else. Right.
1: And you just sit there and go... I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T- tell
0: me about it. Excuse me, where do I need to like put my little buy banner to get it played more?
4: <laughs> <laughs> like, where am I supposed to go for this? Because, I don't know, Back in
0: my single days. Like, <laughs> I have to try really hard for the fun of I have.
1: I don't know if you have to put like a some sort of weird wreath on your front door or something like that. Just like, come so on A
4: bi-colored wreath. <laughs> 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 just put a
1: put a put a stake in the front lawn with a sign on it. Yeah, <laughs> He's going bisexual here. Come on in.
0: No, which is really funny because personally, I'm fairly introverted, mm-hmm. and so I can put on my big girl pants and be social and be a leader, and I'm very good about that. But it's just me, especially back when I was single. Most of my life was just very boring, and like <laughs> I was so stoked about that. Like hobbies include
4: Sudoku. Like oh dear, I'm gonna at, my- at, at least D and D. Oh well, of course.
1: Yeah, 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 okay, that's fine. Obviously, Sudoku I, I
0: can't uh, no. love it.
1: Crosswords, yes. Ooh, Sudoku crosswords. not
0: so much. Like okay. put me in every nerdy stereotype.
4: Ever. I mean, that's
1: my wild Saturday night. Just have some wine, maybe.
4: Like, I didn't want to go to the bar, but I found a new book. To be fair, that sounds ideal to
3: me. Wine book in Sudoku. Curled up on my couch. Now now that I've turned 30, I can
1: can claim that as just getting old.
0: No, I was born old. Like, this is
1: ridiculous. (laughs) Um, So what are some, some of the other stereotypes that you've sort of come across?
0: Um, I think one of the strongest things that we try to really kind of clash against is for monogamous people, just because I've chosen mm. a partner, mm. I am still bisexual. Yeah.
1: And I'm seeing that in a lot of Ambi's posts on Facebook at the moment.
0: Is yeah. There's a lot around that. And that's honestly where we get the most reactions mm-hmm. and the most responses to things is people going, oh, my God, I feel seen. I feel heard, I feel understood, and I feel validated that just because I have a healthy, positive relationship, I don't lose my bi card. Yeah,
4: absolutely. And it's, I,
1: I don't understand monogamy personally. It just <laughs> makes zero sense to me. But that doesn't mean that I need to sit there and berate them for what they're doing and say that you are not bisexual because you are with somebody of the same gender or somebody of the other gender. It doesn't really matter. They're still bisexual. That's who they are as a person. The relationship that they're in doesn't change that.
4: Absolutely.
1: And I think too many people, um, as I guess you've figured out, it, that too many people just sit there and go, No, that is a man and a woman. They're straight. That's it. You just sit there and
4: go, No, you fucking ass.
0: <laughs> and another one that's really hard that comes with that is, Oh, look, we have this happy, monogamous relationship. Oh, they're gonna leave you or cheat on you with the opposite or same, or they're gonna they're gonna cheat and leave you. Your happiness it has a timeline because they're bi. Well, oh, I like blondes too.
4: <laughs> exactly.
1: How, how is it any different from from a straight couple?
0: Exactly.
1: They're still gonna be able to. What is there more people that they can cheat
0: with? I don't know. There's not too many queer women that I can cheat with in Southern Oregon. <laughs>
1: I have no idea what the political cloud in Southern
4: Arkansas.
0: Um a weird mix of rednecks and a university with hippies. Sounds amazing. And it's smaller. <laughs> I love it. It's very outdoorsy, very rednecky, mm-hmm. And like with the older generation, there's a decent amount of like LGBT acceptance, but it's kind of more of a hush-hush where like they don't don't want ask, to, don't tell. They don't want to hear about it, they don't want to talk about it. But, like, if you have an old friend, old guy for a friend who's like 60 or something, and mm. you're like, Here, here's my lesbian known partner, Here Let's you- be a mountain partner, Susan.
1: Lesbian mountain partner, what a way to come out! Oh, I'd love to see somebody come <laughs> out like that, just come out to their parents. But- this is not a lesbian mountain park. Susan. And it's always a Susan. All lesbians are Susan. Like, sure. They have the same exact look. And they oh, love, God. They all love driving. I'm, like, I'm cringing so their much. With, with wearing their Birkenstocks? Same. Yeah, obviously Birkenstocks. <laughs>
0: but Southern Oregon is very... As long as you can hit a couple of the, like, checklists of mm-hmm. redneck activities. Like, if Susan can't shoot a gun or a fish... Oh, like (laughs) Susan. But if you tell your old friend, well, yeah, me and Susan are going fishing. She caught four trout. And he's like, all right, (laughs) that's good, Susan. All right, then lesbians, then lesbians, okay. (laughs) So it's kind of a mixed bag. Mm -hmm.
4: For the most part,
0: people are pretty queer accepting. Mm -hmm. Like even if they don't want to hear about it. They're at least neutral. Right. We don't get too much active outward hate. Which is nice. I mean, we still have fine, nice. uh, parenthood protesters, mm-hmm. but not significant amounts. We still have a pride parade that happens every year. That's good. So we do have a decent amount of queer visibility and queer acceptance. Mm-hmm. And our queer world is very tied into the burlesque world. Right. So I kind of—it's a very meshed community. Yeah. So like a lot of the time, our burlesque shows will have drag queens. Mm-hmm. Or, um, one year I was grand marshal, and so I was calling in on like my burlesque crew, my drag queens, and <laughs> then some of my surf friends, and we were, and then like I called in some of my girls from pole, and like we're all just—that's amazing for different things that I needed hmm. for different involvement, and so it was very like oh. <laughs> all of the things. And everyone was like, "Of course, Darby's here." Like, "Oh, of course, so and so's here." Like, <laughs> this, yep, this has happened now. Basically, oh, yeah. it's all very tied in together, and a lot of us are just really See, used to each other. It,
1: it, it's it's really interesting. In where I'm from in Christchurch. a town of about four hundred thousand people, so not huge, but it's not like middle of nowhere, on town. Um, we get a lot of overlap with our. There's three actually that come through. Uh, it's the, the king community, the poly community, and the LGBT community are all oh, yeah. very much matched um, with, with us, which doesn't make... It's, I feel as though that's actually relatively common.
0: Yeah, it's more of that... Honestly, it's more of the original sense of the word queer of just mm-hmm. not the standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one reason I really like Queer Majority, because we're kind of like roping everyone under the queer so, belt.
1: Tell me about Queer Majority. We haven't talked about that yet.
0: Okay, uh, so Queer Majority is a new bi-magazine that we're doing. It's online, and then we're going to have like, a stable, uh, copy-sable version of it. Nice. It's going to be printed in fancy for yeah. like patrons and stuff. We're working on that. We're only on issue two. But it's more diverse and definitely exploring the different perspectives of what Queer is. So, bi.org is very bi focused. Mm Amri is about creating community socially for bi people and allies, and everyone else wants to be our friends and be visible. Queer Majority is saying here's a more broad version of what it means to be queer and why we are the queer majority. Also, fun fact we're queer majority because bi people are, in fact, the queer majority. Mm Right. And that's like a kind of subtle. A little nod. A little nod. But it's really the focus of the magazine is to expand this idea of what it means to be queer. I Mm. mean, so often you'll see the LGBT alphabet soup and so many different groups trying to get in. And queer majority's perspective is if you think you're queer, let's be queer together. Mm -hmm. You can be like a lot of different groups have tried to get their letter added to the never ending. Mm -hmm. acronym, especially like the kink community, mm -hmm. and people are like, why is there a kink? In queer majorities perspective is really like, well, they stray from the stereotypical standard idea of what it is to be normal. So, yeah, they're queer too.
1: There is a line, though, and I feel, feel, um, and the reason for that line is that, I don't know if it happened over here, but in New Zealand, they were trying to get a p that was added onto it. And, And do you know what this P is?
0: There's a couple different ones. Uh Pedophilia. My understanding was that was, that was a 4chan faux so, right, Not in New Zealand it wasn't. Not in New Zealand, I And there is definitely these things where we have to draw those lines because that is not Well okay. it's, it's illegal. It's
1: it's flat out illegal. Well I would hope worldwide.
0: The fact that that's trying to get associated with the queer community mm-hmm. is just
1: even more bad stigma that we don't exactly, need. exactly. There's already enough negative stigma
4: around that. Oh
0: yeah.
1: that we don't, we definitely, definitely don't need any more than than what we have. So is in in queer majority? Is it more articles and things like that, like what By does, or is it um, what's that magazine? Because right I, have, I haven't seen it.
4: Oh not mind.
0: So, by.org, uh, since we relaunched the website, mm-hmm. it's been more representation in media and mm-hmm. characters in fiction and famous buys right. and more reviewing the media and explaining what we're seeing. Right. We have something called the unicorn scale. Mm-hmm. So it goes, here's, I watched Jane the Virgin. Here's what I think their portrayal of Petra and bisexuality. Right. Came. Here's how I break it down and here's how I break it. So that's kind of what we've really kind of that's where we're moving to with Buy whereas we used to do a lot more this by life, more think pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zachary Zane did an entire column for us for months. Actually, I think it was over a year. And he did all of these very in-depth, way above your 101 Buy conversations. Mm-hmm. And those were phenomenal because he really was able to dig into these pieces and get into the nitty-gritty things he wanted to say without having to start everything with a, well, here's your beginner blurb, I have to explain right. what these things are. But since we we were planning to move a lot of those more controversial or a lot more of those think pieces mm-hmm. to queer majority already, so we already yep. started weaning those down. And so queer majority is taking on not only just bisexuality but we're taking on what it means to be queer majority wherever mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. um we're very sex positive we're very body positive Um uh, we have an uh we have an issue that is the business of sex mm-hmm. and what it does is it's taken this idea of what is sex work mm-hmm. why is
1: did a great episode. I've done a couple of great episodes on sex work and what it is, and and it's been an interview like this has been as well. So I'm getting it from a, a, a sex work's perspective as well, which I think makes it really, really interesting for people who are listening. Go, I didn't actually realize that. So that, that's a thing.
0: The editor in chief of Queer Majority. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Laurian Hunter, mm-hmm. and she used to be a stripper, and now she has her PhD. Yep. And. Oh my goodness, I am so in love with her. Mm -hmm. Um, She Uh, is just phenomenal. Oh Uh, my God, uh, I love her so much. (laughs) (laughs) And so she has this just mind-blowing perspective. Like, I love listening to her just Mm -hmm. talk. Even in our team meetings, she'll say something like, I have an idea for an article. Who wants to write it? And I'm like, I can't wait. I know I'm going to have to approve these, but I'm so excited. (laughs) And she's really taking this concept of what is sex work? Why is someone who has an adult shop not considered a sex worker, mm-hmm. but someone who's working the streets? They're considered this bad, naughty. E- even
1: dancers in clubs.
0: Exactly. Like yeah. where where should we be drawing the line between sex work? Not even have where a, should have we. But why are we? Yeah, and exactly.
1: Why should we even have a line? Work. Why? Why is that? Is acceptable? Yeah. It's legal in New Zealand, by the way. Oh. Prostitution is legal throughout New Zealand. It's fantastic. Oh, my
4: goodness.
1: <laughs> we, there, there are still girls who work on the street, but they're left to their own accord. But there's also lots of parlours and things around, which makes it a lot more safe, That's a lot more cool. lovely, which is great. Yeah. I don't know what the laws are in Oregon, by the way, for. Oh, all the United
0: States. It's a giant like, Really? Oh, yeah.
1: I thought it was legal in, like, Vegas and
0: stuff. Uh, Nevada has some very strange loopholes here and there, <laughs> specifically Nevada. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else in the United States. It's an ego. Oh, goodness. Like, in some of the bigger cities, like, you can go to, like, a strip club, mm-hmm. and even those are very... You can't
1: say bigger cities. We're in Portland currently, and I know, I know that Portland has the... The highest number of strip clubs per capita in the United States.
0: I consider Portland a big city. Is it? For me, my town is small. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's to a- be fair, my, my
1: town is as well, but I grew up in bigger cities.
0: Oh. Um, Portland is definitely one of the more diverse, larger cities hmm. that we have to offer. Definitely. Um, but I think Warren really just gets into this conversation and a lot of that issue is taking all these people that you wouldn't think of as mm-hmm. what like when you say sex worker mm-hmm. and it's all of these different people whose jobs involve sex in a non-conventional way mm-hmm. and you're like well why aren't we calling them a dirty stripper and trying yeah. to like get out of our forks and you could
1: even have like, sex therapists
0: exactly <laughs> and like, she's found that- such a diverse. Group of people who all discuss sex, or they're all their job is involved with sex in all these
1: different ways. One of the funniest ones that always gets me is um, pro doms or Mm -hmm. dominatrixes, if you want to put them that way, Mm -hmm. where they're called sex workers all the time. There's no sex involved in what they do a lot of the time, and that it just makes me laugh. And you sit there,
0: professional tease, (laughs) pretty
1: much a professional. Sadists. Yeah. I don't, any no, any manner of things, but majority of them, the one thing they won't do is anything sexual.
0: Right.
1: Yet they're considered sex workers and gross and disgusting, or whatever you want to.
0: Well, there's no penetration, and he's not touching the bits. But you yeah. know that sex. Exactly. Uh, okay.
1: Sure. Let's let's just continue with that. Why not? Because we don't know how else to label it. Right.
4: It's exactly what it is.
1: It's that people don't know what to do with it, so it's gross.
4: Oh, yeah. Which...
1: And they'll throw it in with the grossest thing that they can find, which somehow is sex work, which is not gross in the, in the slightest.
0: And it's just really trying to break out from these this form in this just maddened way that we have of thinking of. Mm-hmm. It's Lorne, I think, does a fantastic like, I just think she does a phenomenal job of expanding on these profiles and going, ha ha <laughs> this person would be a sex worker. <laughs> you thought they were super innocent. No. Now you feel like a jerk because of your clouded perception. <laughs> but she says it in a very educated and very not in your face <laughs> way, like I would.
1: Um there's um uh... An old friend of mine in Australia who is was was a stripper and she's got tattoos and things and everything like that, and she's just got a um, she's become a doctor in one of the major hospitals in Sydney, I think, and it's just it's so so funny just to see people's reactions to to her path and the way that she got there, and everyone's just like, "What? I wouldn't want that person treating my son." whatever And you sit there and you go. Would you prefer this person or no one? Hmm, let's see.
0: I don't know. I kind of think you should have a doctor who has the patience to sit there and get stabbed several times rather than deal with (laughs) your Exactly. (laughs)
1: Exactly. And and the patience to deal with, and let's be honest, shitty people at a strip club. Oh, yeah. Because there are some seriously, seriously shitty people. Oh, God, no, I wouldn't have that kind of patience. No, neither. No?
0: <laughs> Unless I was the dom, i could just like, that's <laughs> a rogue dom over there? Don't piss her off. She will flog <laughs> you out. <laughs> that's why you signed that way on the way in? Yeah, Kaylee. She's <laughs> <laughs> not going to put up
1: with you. Sorry. Yeah. No, see you later. <laughs> um, so let's get into your story a little bit now. Because we've talked about what a little bit about what you do. Um, actually, no. Before we do that, Let's go into what you actually do, which is the social media side. Of things. Yes. So you look after all of the social media platforms for each of these things and answer questions. And
0: yeah, uh, I I am the head director of the social media. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep in touch with all our different projects and platforms. Mm-hmm. Whereas Talia gets to focus on just the website and like, oh, this is I'm going to work on tonight's article, or oh no, this uh, TV show just had another my character, I'm going to add them to the site real quick. Mine is everywhere on all of the different platforms, on all Brilliant. of the different pages, all of the time.
1: So, three different entities with each having their own individual social medias, right? Yes. So, we're talking what, 16 to 20 social media accounts?
0: Uh, we are just on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay. And then I also run our professional, The Inner Teams. We all have professional Facebook pages Mm -hmm. for our writer accounts. Right, right. Which is kind of just an easier way for us to boost them so they get seen more and Mm -hmm. also so me and Talia don't get sent 50 different friend requests and dick pics once we post about. Are, Are people
1: actually posting, like, sending dick pics to a page?
0: Yeah. Countless.
1: Have you ever asked them why?
0: Um, uh, you, do I realize, Org,
1: you do realize I'm not, not a person?
0: When I buy .org, I really try to maintain that higher row, Right, right. Not getting snarky and not getting fed up Kaylee anger. And mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes as the Kaylee page, when I'm talking as myself, I have a little more independence. There were am allowed to be a little snarkier. Yeah. Like, I will respond and be like, Why? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's just random third world accounts that are just whatever. They found me somehow, whatever. And other times it's, oh, you know, some guy in Texas. And you're like,
4: Mm -hmm. why? Mm -hmm.
1: Speaking of Texas and some guy in Texas, I was reading um, yesterday that uh, there's a bill that's just passed its first reading. Sending uns- um, Not quite the same thing, but if you've received a nude and sending it off to somebody else, you can get a um, mm-hmm. Class 3 misdemeanor or something, yeah. which is so, so good.
0: Which they tried. Um, the oh. counter-argument was, well, they gave it to you, and, and I love that the counter-argument for that was they did not give you consent to further sending yeah, out it's it's, for you. Which I oh my goodness,
4: my heart just saying when I saw that. <laughs> Not that I'm constantly sending news to people in Texas,
1: but still Occasionally. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes Um But now, now they need to look for actually sending people sending these things mm-hmm. now, I think. Um and, and the know. and the key the the, key, the key word is consent. Oh, yeah. Consensual. Sometimes there's nothing hotter than receiving a nude, or even even a dick. Pic sometimes, if it's a nice looking dick,
0: that that is the key, right there. <laughs> Most uh, dicks are not good looking dicks. Or like, I'm like, were you drunk when you took this picture? Like, it's like mm-hmm. half just, <laughs> There's a toilet in the background.
1: There's like a toilet. There's like
0: it's a shaken picture, so it's mm-hmm. like blurry, and it's like this weird. Like, what are you doing? Who are it, you trying to impress? Are you? I
1: genuinely believe it's almost impossible to take a good dick pic. And the reason for this is that dicks are not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are not good. looking. It's just this big, <laughs> bany thing hanging out of someone's bin section. Well, hopefully. <laughs> well, yeah. Fair point. They're not yeah, always big
0: enough. crusty penises, that I ever see uh, over yuck. our social media. See, it's no. painful. It's painful. I'm completely immune to it now. I'm like, there isn't. A- how,
1: how, how do you, how does someone work through their brain to send a picture that's
0: who wakes up in the morning and goes, you know what I should
3: do? There's a bisexual page about education. <laughs> I'm going to send
1: them my penis. I think that'll... And then it's not even...
0: Like, it's crusty. <laughs> it's <laughs> not, it's <laughs> like, Come on, shower you, for me, boys. Come on. Is this a roast me thing?
1: <laughs> or... Like, do you have a humiliation
0: kink? Or, what is this? <laughs> hmm,
1: what is happening here? I'd, I'd love to know how many of them actually have a humiliation kink to send us through. It'd be amazing. Um,
0: like, did they find it online? Is it actually their penis? Or are they just like <laughs> did they like screenshot some close up porn or like, <laughs> like these are the things that well. I shouldn't think about, but I spent way do. too
4: much where I'm like, was that actually their penis? <laughs> or like, did you like get secondhand <laughs> penis? Maybe it's your friends, like I don't even know. <laughs> just sitting there, you're all chink.
3: <laughs> So good.
1: But On to better things, what are some of the positive stories that you've had working through these social media accounts and whatnot? Obviously, there there would have been some nice ones that you've...
0: Um, I really think one of the benefits is getting this positive representation out of bisexuality. Mm -hmm. And one of those ways that we do is, and I mean, it's so weird, but just promoting other celebrities that are bi, Mm -hmm. That does, and there's more so and more coming much. out as well, yeah. And there's tons that are constantly coming out, hmm. and that really like the, makes it more snackable just for the public to be like Lady Gaga's spy. And everyone's like, Well, I like Lady Gaga, and and it makes it okay having is, that larger picture This is a big thing,
1: big thing for me is the XNFL guy that's just come out, yeah. That's uh, been huge because one, you, the majority that do come out are female because it's generally more acceptable, oh, yeah. Two, he's in a very macho sport. Oh, yeah. And it's all about how masculine, how big and strong you can be. Mm
3: -hmm. It's
1: all about that and how fast you are. Then, So he's broken down a whole bunch of stereotypes straight away. Oh, yeah. Straight away just by coming out. And it's just mm, not to mention he's
0: beautiful.
1: Oh, I know. And so is his his partner, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's, it's really really cool to see and, and it mixes in with pop culture in general people do follow pop culture oh, yeah. there's, there's no to it I'm wearing a Game of Thrones shirt for crying out loud oh yeah people do follow hashtag um, Fantasy yeah the, the, the amount of times I've seen that freaking hashtag
0: <laughs> oh everyone in my immediate circle all is just used to it yeah, or anytime we'd, like we watch a movie together, and I'll be like, "She's bi, he's bi, she's bi. <laughs> she, she's she's by in the commercial." That's wait. And then there's me who's
4: completely oblivious. I have no idea who is. Oh, I just so trained
0: on always having the news on all of these five people for my job for so long that mm-hmm. it's just a tick at this point. Like, I can't not I, I, mention I'm something. I'm
1: more likely to sit there and go, he's hot. She's hot. They're <laughs> hot.
4: There's my, I hope she's bi. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 My, my big one was um, Brandon Yuri Oh,
0: yeah.
1: And then he came out as a pan, and I was like, and it was about three weeks before he came to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And, and my stupid-ass brain went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> there's hope for me yet. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, we
4: don't even know how to lie ourselves. That's the beauty of celebrity crushes.
1: I have far too many. <laughs> far too many. I
4: feel
1: good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the positive stories. That's what we were talking about before we got.
0: So the positive stories is really, and especially with the NFL player. I mm. mean, a man in a masculine sport who's a person of color, for yeah. me, that representation is something that you cannot imitate. It, the it. amount of responses that we had on all platforms mm-hmm. were blowing up my phone. It yeah. literally just didn't stop lighting up. And it was just constant notifications mm-hmm. all the time.
1: It's it's almost like one of those golden moments sort of things where all the stars are aligned and everything's just sort of come together into one
0: uh-huh.
1: one ball. Okay. And it's just like,
0: oh, people who don't care about football, <coughs> me.
4: <laughs> no, I care about football. I mean, even people
0: like me who don't care about sports, we're still going, oh, my God, look. Yeah, and because
1: they people are understanding how big of a thing – this actually is in the sport that it's in. Mm-hmm. Like, for, for example, if you use gymnastics, people just go, okay, it's just, even swimming, people are just like, okay, but it's such a rough and tumble sport. Oh, yeah. That's been, um, been sort of so straight for so long, you have to be, this is what you have to be. And it, it always makes me laugh, and that's why I've just <laughs> distracted myself then from what I was saying. Um, and I said it with the with the gayish guys: is that straight guys are so gay. Oh my goodness! The,
0: like, <laughs>
1: especially if you think of like a, 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 what you call football. What, like, yes, I know.
4: What I call <laughs> hand egg. Because um, <laughs> you use your hand hands. No, that makes way hand,
1: more
3: sense.
4: You know? like, even as
0: a little bit e- 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 like,
4: even like
1: hand pig skin. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: that, that's what it is. Um, and I forgot. Um, yeah, if you think of like a locker room, the, the quintessential locker room. Oh, yeah. There's a slapping of asses. There's Dukes flopping about the place in the showers and all that sort of thing. Straight, straight guys are so gay. Right. <laughs> yes. And and I remember him saying that there's a whole bunch of others around.
0: Uh huh. So I am hopefully. Hopefully, going we're to going to see, see, see a few more. more. Mm-hmm of these athletes coming out publicly, which I read That representation, it means so much to yeah. not have this one-stop representation and stereotype for what bisexuality looks like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's one thing we do on org is we do this series called What Bi Looks Like, mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll get these random – comments that I just kind of roll my eyes at because they'll be like, they look like everybody else. And it's an angry comment and they're like yelling at me. And I'm like, yes! That's that's the the point. point." (laughs) (laughs) Yes, look, see? Look at our beautiful, diverse, wide faces Mm -hmm. and the different selfies people send me. Yes, that is the point. Mm -hmm. We are diverse. We don't all look exactly, I mean despite the female stereotype of the same Bob (laughs) <laughs> that one hurts a little bit. <coughs> <laughs> but we can look any way that we want to be. We have that freedom. We don't have to be whatever stereotype current trends tell us we have to look
4: like.
1: One of my favorite ones is um, I see like a police lineup, and then you just have somebody on the other side of the glass going, okay, so which one's mine?
4: You'd never pick them. Wow. No. You'd
1: never pick them unless you've slept with them. Right. Is <laughs> probably the only one. And then the answer generally is they all right.
2: <laughs>
1: are. Up yours. Right. And, it, and it's so, so good. Um, one thing that I wanted to discuss with you as well, we'll move on a little bit. We will come back to your story and stuff as well. You're not getting away with it that easy. <laughs> um, but one of the big things that I am, am quite passionate about. And it comes with the over sexualized nature of it all, it is the difference between bi men and bi women. Mm-hmm. Bi women, it's hot, right? From, from a straight guy's perspective, right? Bi women, it's hot, they you know, they can have threesome. Bi guys, mm-hmm. it's a whole different thing. And it's, it's so, so frustrating because I'm a bi guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find myself being not gay enough for gay men. Uh-huh. Not straight enough for straight women. And I just sit there and go, what's a guy to do to... Do? Come on! Um, so my, my question to you in this is, obviously you probably experienced a fair bit of that through the social media side of, of things and whatnot. Um, my question to you is, why? I
4: mean, and this is
1: such a difficult question to answer. I know that. I, I don't expect a full... Enveloped thing, because I don't think there is really an answer to that apart from the fact that people are scared of what they don't know.
0: Honestly, my personal kind of viewpoint on it is more of just the sexist leanings. Mm -hmm. I mean, women are sexy.
1: I I will agree with that, though. (laughs) Uh,
0: Like, (laughs) women are more catered to the male gaze. Men don't want to look at other men. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many straight men watch lesbian porn? I, I, mean, was, I was gonna
1: put my hand up and then I realized I'm not straight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's more easy for them to cater to two women together. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, I've heard straight men say they don't even watch male female porn because they don't want to look at another dude's dick. And I'm like, that's.
4: You poor son. What?
3: <laughs>
1: you poor <laughs> I mean, human.
0: It's people who have their own taste of porn and whatever. I'm mm-hmm. pretty open. I don't care. Watch what you like. I'll watch what I like. Yeah. But like I I actually heard someone say I won't watch male and female porn because I don't want to look at some dude's dick and I just, just kind of like,
4: oh, oh, okay,
0: interesting. Mm
4: -hmm. And so I think this
0: idea of like why women are so sexualized is because it's easier for straight men to put two women together.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean you don't really worry about even even like the poly world or like when you have like a monogamish mm-hmm. and you have like the girl who's bi and poly but her boyfriend's a straight dude mm-hmm. and it's always you can have a girlfriend but not a boyfriend mm-hmm. how many times do we fall into that trap mm-hmm. you can yeah. have a girlfriend but only if we can have three ways or I get pictures of both of you yeah. and it's this they don't value the relationship with the girl no. as, as the same as they do with the man. And I mm-hmm. think it's that same kind of sexist idea where, for one, yeah. we're not validating the bisexuality there. Absolutely. And the girl really just needs to leave that crap bag. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know Definitely. at least a handful of people who the girl's buying poly. Mm-hmm. And she has some just vanilla straight guy that she's been dating. And they're so in love.
4: Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. He ends
0: up being some creep who's like, "Yeah, but I want to look at, I want to have sex with you and your girlfriend." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But yeah, no. if you wanted a boyfriend, that's off the table. No, that's not okay. You can't love another man because I am the one and all, Dick.
1: and are so fun though. For
4: <laughs> like, right? so much fun.
1: Um, one one of my favorite things to do, and I've, it's because of a picture that I saw. Um, and it's something that I like to do quite a bit now. And I did it last night at the Blink-182 concert that I went to. Oh,
4: yeah. my God, I'm so jealous.
1: <laughs> was so much fun. Um, but creepy guy, girl, right? Mm-hmm. And he was, I would argue, probably a bit of a redneck, this backwards kind of guy. You could sort of tell. And so he was sort of leering over her and doing that sort of thing. Um, so I started doing it to him. <laughs> And I started doing it, and I was like, ooh, you look good, boy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he
1: did not look good in any way, shape, or form. No. But I could tell the girl was not comfortable in that situation. So I was like, I'm going to do something about this. this. should be fun. And he turned around, what you doing? You know, got all upset at the fact that a dude was hitting on him. I was like, weren't you just doing the same to her? And he went, no, it's different. She's a girl. I said, why is that different? You've literally just shown what, what homophobia is. Mm-hmm. Is you're afraid of guys treating you like you treat girls.
4: hmm
1: <laughs> That's all it is. And he just sort of totted off. And the girl turned around to me and went, thank you. And all that.
4: that's fine. All the dogs are creepy. The dude who doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn straight.
1: Because he, like, he was starting to get quite forceful as well, and that scares the shit out of me if I see that. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was just sort of like, I need to do something about this. Nobody else is.
0: Often, if I go to bars, especially because mm-hmm. I usually go in big groups, if I if you can pull me out of the house to go to a large <laughs> group outing with, I feel as though they people, would literally
1: need to pull you.
0: you no, know, like part of Ambi is we just do social outings, right. so yeah. I mean, I put on my outside face and like, I Okay, like, I plan, i have mentally prepped, and there's alcohol, so, like, okay. Yeah, play, fair enough. And alcohol, <laughs> And um, it's usually a lot of my friends coming together, and a lot of my friends are very attractive by girls. Mm-hmm. And so, even, like, the new i to need to stay around a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting our chapter in New Zealand, all I'm
1: saying. That, that could be double. We'll have to talk about that.
0: But I'll have, like, a bunch of these friends, and they'll have, like, that beautiful, soft, damsel, distressed look. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting at the bar, looking cute. And you'll see, like, these scuzzballs just come up yeah. to them and start, like, it'll start with, like, an innocent kind of flirt. And then it just gets, like, this trashy guy just being gross and creepy. Mm-hmm. And I always just kind of, my bar look is very dykey lesbian. Right. A lot of my personal look, it kind of goes back and forth all over the spectrum mm-hmm. of just super, super butch to, like, super over-the-top, like, <laughs> cute dress and heel. Yeah. But my bar look is always angry lesbian. hmm And so I'll always just kind of, like, walk over to any of them, grab their hand, or put my arm around them and be like, hey, babe. And, <laughs> and just totally, and they always, it's so... Even if I don't know them, like there's times where I've been in public places where I've seen some guy just creeping and lurking on mm-hmm. another female. And it's strange how, like, the feminist in me and the feminist in others, like, truly comes together mm-hmm. to protect each other. Mm-hmm. And how we all instantly know to jump on the same page and pretend we know each other to ward off some creep who mm-hmm. might be an axe murderer and wear your skin as a suit. We don't even know. And
4: we exactly. all just have that same...
1: It's it's, it's interesting as a guy who, who feels the same way and tries to get involved. The problem, not problem, I won't say problem, but what what I've found is that the the other male is obviously more aggressive because it's male-be-male, the starters. And the other one is sometimes it's, very, it's not difficult, but it's interesting to try and do that without seeming like you're coming onto the girl as well sometimes. Um, and that's a tightrope that I've walked a couple of times. And you just sort of sit there and that's why, as soon as I'm done, I'm instantly just like turn around. Are you okay? Are you all good? Do you need anything? Cool. Catch you later. If she wants anything from that point, she can come and find me. That's, like, that's fine. I don't want to become that person who's sitting there. Just warded somebody else off to try and do the exact same fucking thing, or even come across like I'm trying to do the exact same thing.
0: Don't worry, I'm not that guy. Mm.
1: But how many guys say I'm not that guy?
0: I am a good guy.
4: Yeah,
1: uh-huh. Exactly. Ooh. Exactly. And then Girls
0: don't like nice guys. Mm.
1: Oh,
0: maybe you're not the nice guy you think you I,
1: are. I was that guy though. I have been that guy, and I'm so glad that I'm not anymore. <laughs> Because it it's it really is so transparent. Mm. It's so obvious that that's what you're doing, and it's just like well. <laughs> and the the big the, the big one that I came from it, and it's um I think it came from a Sean Mendes song actually. Uh, I think it's Sean Mendes. You know, I could treat you better or something like mm-hmm. that.
0: Than he can. Mm-hmm.
1: That is straight up hashtag nice guy. 'Cause it's like if you're seriously oh, what if
4: to compete now
1: Yeah. So if you seriously want to help this girl, which is what he's trying to do by saying, you know, this guy's not good for you mm-hmm. literally just be like, this guy's not good for you. Not I can do better.
0: It sounds you should like be that with salty me. little yeah, it, whoa, whoa
1: Like it should be you should be going in there like this guy's not good for you. I suggest you get out Find yourself for a bit.
0: Right?
1: If you say find yourself for a bit as opposed to be with me instead, (laughs) you know, you're actually helping this girl. What a fucking twist to actually help someone.
4: No, how dare we?
1: Instead of a dude sitting there going.
0: Yeah, but if I have her help herself, then she might not sleep with me. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. You might get something far better
1: out of it, like respect from other people.
0: Wild concept. I don't think that'll work.
1: And not to mention the fact that that girl is going to tell 20 of her friends what's (laughs) happened. Because girls talk. That's one thing that guys just cannot grasp. Right? Is that girls will talk about everything. (laughs) Everything. Including that. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be two or three girls that get told that, that are going to go,
3: huh.
0: So you're saying when you left your crazy, abusive ex, that guy had told you to go be with him instead. And he <laughs> swept in and pretty much, uh, okay, you're saying that he's good yeah versus yeah this guy I don't know where he just said okay I don't be with that asshole he's being a jerk maybe you need to take care of yourself first I'd be like he's single <laughs> he open I don't know what's
1: up. exactly and uh, and that's something that I had to figure out for myself as well Ooh. and that's part of that's been part of my growth over the last four years or so is my, my change from being that sort of this guy's a douche, be with me, into genuinely just trying to help people. I'm still learning. I still make mistakes every so often. I catch myself. I'm just sort of like, oh, you're an idiot. Don't be doing that. But the fact that there's people, and I will to my own horn a little bit here and just say like myself, that are trying to make it just a little bit more tolerable and a little bit better for people in that sort of situation this is not talking about bisexuality at all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this is gone. As
4: well, I mean, we're you and I are
0: honestly two sides of the same coin. Mm. We're, we're both protecting
4: women. <laughs> yes. Where even straight girls will pretend to be
0: my girlfriend if it gets a creep off of them. The exactly. Straight girls look at you and go, oh, God, I hope I didn't. Is this a competition or is someone actually here to get this creep away? Exactly. So they back to being high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, so that that's the issue that I would – found in that situation. Oh, yeah. And I can understand it. And I can understand it. So for me now, it's just literally like in and out. Oh, in, yeah. get the guy away and out. And then from that point, the girl can do whatever she wants.
4: Oh, yeah.
1: And it's the best way to go about it. Now, now we get down to the point that I've been trying to get to that I know you're worried <laughs> about because I can see it on your face. I need to know your story. Oh, how, how you story? can Yeah, your coming out, or how you realize that you were bi, and whatever it is.
0: Oh, this one, this is not what I'm dreading. This so, a, what, no. what were
1: you dreading? Now I want to know that. The bi versus pandemic. That's okay, big, we're going to talk about that afterwards.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's a big, that's a big. But
1: no, because that's a thing for me as well. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards.
0: So, in high school, my best friend was bi. Mm-hmm. She knew she was bi. She got it. She was my best friend. I didn't mean, flinch, like not even like a oh no, it was, I have a girlfriend and I was like, ah oh, cool, what's her name? <laughs>
1: awesome.
0: And we were very, very intertwined. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of my first bi person who I saw. I understood. Mm-hmm. I got first hand experience and understood what that was. Mm-hmm. And so So what um,
1: age were you sorry about? What so age what? what age were you when this was uh,
0: she came out probably freshman year of high school means nothing we like to me 14 years old okay um. <laughs> i had that
1: discussion last time as well I straight over my head no okay.
0: idea so we were probably about 14 mm-hmm. 13 in there so like young know, puberty ages when we're still figuring things out is when she's still figuring dating things out now we started figuring things <laughs> yeah. out. Started—that's the key word yeah. there. Uh, so we were just just hitting teenage down and I saw her example through so many years, mm-hmm. and I always just coming from a very conservative, very Christian, very Jesus focused, yeah. strict family. Mm-hmm. Yep, it really messed with my head. Mm-hmm. And I saw representation of queer we in the media and it, it never felt like that was something that fit me. Right. It's something I felt very comfortable in. Mm-hmm. All my friends in high school were like the, the gay clubs, mm-hmm. the bi kids, all of those were, we were all intertwined. But mm-hmm. I never that, that, felt standard, that it fit me and I had these girl crushes, and I was like, no, (laughs) that's not a real crush, that's just a girl crush. And I had so many different ways of being closeted that I didn't even really consider myself bi until I was 21, 22 Mm maybe. And it's because at that point, I'd had so many girl crushes, and I'd had all of these intense feelings for women, Mm -hmm. friends of mine, and I was like, no, I'm straight. And, like, the most... So you went through the
1: whole denial thing as well.
0: A lot of it was, I don't feel straight, or I don't feel bi enough to claim the label. And a lot of that was me saying, I don't want to step on the bi community's toes because I'm a fraud. Mm -hmm. And that's something I struggled with for a really long time, was, well, I haven't had a girlfriend well, I haven't this, and it got to the point where we would go to parties, and I'd get drunk and sleep with women, and, like, the list of women kept <laughs> up higher and higher, and I, I got to the point where I wouldn't say I was bi I would say, well, I'm hetero flexible mm-hmm. because I still heavily lean towards men, I was having only... Romantic relationships with men, mm-hmm. but then I'd get drunk and end up making out or sleeping with a girl here and there. And it got to a point where one of my friends was like, "You know you're bi, right?" <laughs> and then one of my straight friends, he was talking to me, and we were talking about like the different women we've slept with, and I'd slept with more women than he had. <laughs> and so he's like, "I don't know how to tell you this, but coming from a straight guy." You know you're not straight, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, and it's not like I was afraid of being bi, or I thought bi wow, was a dirty word, or anything. It was I just never felt that I had enough to really claim it because mm-hmm. I hadn't had a relationship with a woman, right? Despite you know accidentally sleeping with <laughs> accidentally <laughs> I accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I really think that that says a lot to how why drugs and alcohol are so powerful and how they get so heavily abused in the LGBT community because even when I was 21, I still had to be super drunk or high or something just to feel okay to have sex with another woman or, like, get involved and, like, do things with someone of the same sex. And it was super complicated. And I think that possibly if we lived in a different society where... I didn't have all the stigma and confusion I had growing up about what it means to be bi, what it means to be queer. Maybe I wouldn't have needed to drink every time I wanted to have sex with a woman. And maybe my first couple times with women could have been sober. You know, something I could have remembered a little better.
4: <laughs> and so that was really hard for me. And especially because I not
0: I was running the Ambi chapters, the Southern Oregon chapter. And I had a heart to heart with the VP Rio. And I was like, I would love to leave this social club. super fun, but I need to come out to you. I'm straight. And I swear he just, he could, he has that five vision <laughs> because he just kind of nodded at me and was like, mm-hmm. and for years, we've together for years. And I think he just knew. <laughs> I think he saw me on day one and was like,
4: Oh honey, you think you're straight? That's cute. You know I haven't keep thinking that for as
0: long as you want. And I, like, I worked because I was volunteering for Amby. He was moving away from Southern Oregon, mm-hmm. and I was going to be taking on the chapter. And I was like, but I'm not bi I can't do this. I can't be a bi social club. And he's like, I, I swear, just rolling his eyes at me and just like, very politely, just, oh honey. <laughs>
4: And it's one of my favorite sayings. But just just, oh, me,
0: honey. oh yeah, that's that's one that young me deserved a <laughs> lot. And he's like, "Well, Mrs. thinks you're straight. He let me think I was straight for years. <laughs> like part of me wants to finally came to like,
4: terms with I'm bisexual." Mm-hmm. Part of me was everyone I know who already is openly
0: bi, being like, "None of you told me. <laughs> you just let me go on and on, thinking I was straight like an idiot." <laughs> and it's so funny because so many of them are my really close friends, and they're all very openly bisexual. And just seeing, "None of you told me. None of you. you know how long I struggled with this, guys." Do you understand?
3: You fucking assholes.
0: <sighs> oh, rude. <laughs> and so I was already leading the AMI chapter because Rio already knew I was bi and I didn't. <laughs> Keep in mind, he would host these parties where I'd hook up with girls. And he was just like, mm, mm-hmm, it's straight. And I was like, what? Like, No, I was just so drunk. <laughs> like, I was just so drunk. That's what it was.
1: <laughs> so was there an actual tipping point? Where well, you just went? Actually, no, I am. By
0: um, one time. So how I met Rio was, uh, my
2: ex-boyfriend
0: started dating him, mm-hmm. and with me in high school because me and him were dating in high school because mm-hmm. you know all young teenage romances work out. Mm-hmm. But, awesome. oh yeah, I'm married. I don't know, Twenty different husbands now. <laughs> uh. I have usually been pretty good. Most of my exes, we stay on pretty good talking terms. We're still pretty good Facebook friends, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damien and I were very, very close. And we realized when we were dating very early that we have such a strong, powerful love for each other. Mm-hmm. But it just did not translate into a romantic, functioning right. relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, to this day, if Damien called me up out of the blue and said, I need you to drop everything you're doing and wire me all of your money and come bail me out of jail or who knows what Mm -hmm. thing he's up to, I absolutely would. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I had whatever dramatic scenario and I called Damien and said, end of the world, I need you to fly out here right now. I need you. Mm -hmm. I know he would. And so... Rewind back to high school, he starts dating this guy that he met on Tinder because mm-hmm. he was 18. And so at first, because him him and Rio are almost a decade apart. Mm-hmm. I think they're like seven years or something. Uh-huh. And so I was like, there's this older white guy who is preying on you. I don't like him. <laughs> And at first I absolutely just did not have anything good to say. And he's like, No, I want you to keep spending time with Rio until you like him. He's my boyfriend, we're getting serious. They're still together. Mm-hmm. And it's been forever. And it's so funny because I was absolutely just anti-Rio. I just thought that was bad news. Mm-hmm. And now he is one of my closest friends because Damian was like, no, Rio's hosting an ambi party and you should come. Rio's hosting a really fun hike. You should come. It's a really fun ambi this and this and this. I want you to spend more time with my boyfriend. Like I want you to have a good relationship with him. And that's how me and Rio got to, got to know each other. And it's funny because he sees us so differently. Like Rio has this idea of like, I know my boyfriend's younger and he's just kind of that younger cliche, but then there's Kaylee who's secretly an old man (laughs) and it's funny because the entire team, I'm the youngest Mm -hmm. and I still have like, everyone's like, no, she's not what you're thinking of when you think young white girl (laughs) no, picture an old man named Walter (laughs) that's more of what you're going to (laughs) get just Picture someone angry sitting on their yard yelling at children to get off their yard. That's that's Kaylee. She's not <laughs> no. no. Sudoku puzzle with her angry <laughs> Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> and from my ex-boyfriend blossomed my beautiful relationship into the world of the AIB of the what? American Institute of Bisexuality. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: That, they, okay, I was I had no idea what that was for a moment. Um, and it's just sort of, you've sort of grown from there and blossomed, I guess.
0: I started working, because uh, the Amby part is volunteer mm-hmm. for our chapters. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, I was working a normal job, mm-hmm. and I just wanted more social life. And I knew that Rio was moving, and I didn't want this awesome club that I'd been a part of to mm-hmm. just dissolve. And so he kind of taught me the ins and outs. And so those are volunteer positions. Yeah. To organize events, do parties, go to the movies together, whatever. So I started doing that and I started taking over the role of lead organizer. And it's funny because Rio started noticing everything I was doing on social media to promote the group. And he was like, wow, that was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. For a while you're really kept that active. Like you're really, whoa. And so he kind of just started watching me. And I was getting really, like, I was doing this for a couple months. And I was leading the Southern Oregon chapter, and I was doing my little, because I'm a millennial, so I'm super good at anything social media, just naturally. I am not. Oh, I I'm not. a millennial, <laughs> I'm
1: awful with social media. Like, my personal page is on fire. Anything <laughs> with my podcast,
0: no. <laughs>
1: just so, so bad. Well, um, so my, I
0: said, my meme level. Oh, yeah. I got memes for days. Anyway. So I had started doing these things that were really, like, getting the chapter more involved, and I was expanding onto Facebook with our group, and they were watching me, and him and the higher-ups were, like, kind of watching to see what would happen. Mm. Like, is she going to do something stupid and just completely ruin it, or is she actually really changing and getting better? And her group's actually becoming a little more active, and she's found a way to do this and this. And little did I know, because I was just doing volunteer stuff for Ambi and sharing bi memes and getting other bi people to go, ooh, we understand this feeling, oh, boy, I relate to that. And just stuff, I mean, your typical social media interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Little did I know that Rio's boss at the time had told him, Kaylee, or not Kaylee, Rio, had mm-hmm. told Rio, you need to get someone to do social media. We're expanding and we're growing, and we really need someone to do the social media because it can't just be us two. Mm-hmm. And I had been talking to Rio that week, and completely out of the blue, I had messaged him frustrated with my job. I'd sent in resumes to a bunch of other places mm-hmm. around town, and I was like, ugh, Rio. If anything ever opens up with the AIB, let me know.
1: <laughs> and it was like,
0: well... And, and it was so, like, unprovoked and, like, mm-hmm. just a weird stars aligning coincidence because he'd already been seeing what I could do on social media, mm-hmm. and he'd already been like, well, she's really good, and, like, already having that type of thought, but mm-hmm. not having someone to take the position kind yeah, of yeah. thought. And so after kind of, like, All right. You're still in Oregon, right? (laughs) Have you been talking to anyone? No, I'm just really mad at my work. So like, if you guys ever need something, you have like a position that'd be like, I could do for my laptop or something. Just keep me in mind, whatever. Know that you can throw my name in the (laughs) ring. And long story short, that's how I became the social media director. Awesome. That's By a weird so, so cool. coincidental timing and having a boyfriend in high school I stayed friends with. <laughs> oh, that's,
1: that's <laughs> absolutely fine. This is why you don't burn bridges. No. This is why you don't burn bridges.
0: People. Oh, no. Two teenagers didn't make
1: it? No. Oh, no. no. So did you get any pushback from anybody once you didn't actually
4: finally come out to people?
0: Um. Most of my friends are bi, and most Mm -hmm. of my social life was through Mm Ambi. So a lot of it was people going... Yeah, we know. Oh, are you coming out? (laughs) Were you not already out? You leave the Ambi club. You know this, right? (laughs) I think a lot of the biggest pushback that I personally dealt with was more along the family lines. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not too connected to my biological family. Mm-hmm. Like, me and my father That's don't talk at all.
1: Never met mine, so I'm with you.
0: Mine was super religious, extremist type. Yeah. Mm-mm. yeah. Um, I talked to his wife. We're still cool. I think we were gonna one day form a book club together. <laughs> we're like, maybe a Steven Gets fan club. Like, I don't know. She's just really, she's really chill. She just kinda doesn't care and it's just like, yeah, okay. Her attitude towards anything LGBT is just like okay, okay. I don't really want to have an opinion. I
1: don't really. i just gonna kick butt. Whatever. Do
4: do what makes you happy, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really care one way or another.
0: And my step sister, um, she is still like she is still a Christian, and so her opinion on the LGBT world is constantly morphing into different things she's of course she's very liberal mm-hmm. in her church like i refer to her pastor as woke pastor because he's just a delight <laughs> like, it's i am not keen on religion No, neither. but that church like she'll come out of a sermon and send me this giant novel of like what woke pastor is like said <laughs> and, like you know what this is all of the reasons we need to fight harder against racism in my life like, Okay. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Why
0: not? That's what we're doing this Sunday. Okay. And so, like the things, the messages that she's pulled from that church, I really do support. But then there's so many churches in Southern Oregon where it's still very backwoodsy, very, mm-hmm. very homophobic.
1: Yep. It's quite similar in Washington, um, where you have Seattle, which is mm-hmm. very blue, and as soon as you go over the mountain ranges, it's all. Backwards and, and and redneck and whatever you want to
3: mm-hmm.
1: you want to go. I don't, don't want to use the term redneck, I suppose, but people who are anti-LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. And and it, we we have it in New Zealand as well. We have the cities which are fine, and then the moment you move into the country, so we are dairy farming dairy farming nation. That's what we do is dairy farming and tourism. Go figure, um, but. Is that it's that big divide, and, and it helps where you grow up, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, because I feel as though if you'd grown up in Portland, for example, you would have come out probably much earlier and been like, Yeah, this is me.
4: Oh, uh, yes, <laughs> because of the environment that you're in,
1: mm-hmm. and you're looking around, and everybody's the same. You said, like, mm, Maybe it is me. It may not have happened that way, but. I think uh, surrounds do have a big influence uh, a lot of the time.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think the hardest part of coming out for me as an adult was I had my adopted family, which was my mm-hmm. boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, her family took me in at a very young age right. where I still lived with my biological father. Mm-hmm. Um but pretty much whenever I could, I was at her house. Yep. I would go to their family reunions. I would go to family dinners. I was very included in that family ever since probably sixth or seventh grade right. is once I kind of started getting adopted. Mm-hmm. And then by high school, I was fully adopted, and if I didn't show up, they'd be like, hey, where's Walker? Why isn't she here?
1: Also whole surname used thing. We don't use that in We just don't one of those weird things. Anyway.
0: Uh, and I think one of the hardest things for me is that for so long they saw me as her straight friend. Her right. friend that dresses like a boy, but we love her anyway. And mm-hmm. it's her weird, boyish straight friend. Mm-hmm. And I think the hardest part was a lot of them are very cliche redneck, backwoods, hillbilly. And I mean, that's why I love cut, them. Cotton Eye Joe? Oh, not know. <laughs> It's very like, live on a couple acres of property, you have a pickup truck, we go fishing, we go hunting, Mm -hmm. and I think the hardest part was acknowledging that to them, especially once I started working for the Bi Foundation, and they'd be like, oh, why'd you quit your job? Where do you work now? Mm -hmm. And we say, I work for an educational bisexual organization, and then kind of just getting hush-hush and... Anytime the conversation would come up, them getting very, okay, we're going to change the subject. Right. And a lot of it with them has not been the open arms kind of thing. It's been more of a, we're not going to talk about it. Right. Where I still feel that hurt. And I still have have. that, like, this is my adopted family. This was the, Mm. my This is the family that's meant to care. This is the family that's meant to care that has spent so many years making sure that I'm included on the Christmas list and like referring to me as the granddaughter or referring to me in all of the family pictures. Like we literally have all of us kids and family pictures together on mother's wow. day. I asked her what's going on what the plan is this and that. And like, that's my family. Hmm. And I think for like a lot of, a lot of it, I struggle. so, so, Differently than I do with like any of my biological family, where I'm just kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. fuck it. Yeah. I don't give a shit if my dad knows I'm bi or not. I don't care. Yeah. I could not care less if he knows if he's yeah. bore or if he's like.
1: Once you get to that point, it's such a relief as well. I think yeah. to have it just fall off your shoulders and be like, fuck it.
0: And then to have this different reaction with my adopted family that I've chosen to love for so long that I've been absorbed mm-hmm. into. That I feel like I have their back entirely, no matter what they could ever need. And then feel like, yeah, they have my back. They just they want this one part of me to be completely ignored. Mm-hmm. They love me, but let's not talk about
1: this. It. So it's not unconditional. And I love this talk about unconditional they love. Still that love, love me,
0: but Yeah.
1: But there's but conditions on it. And that's what the but is.
0: And who knows? Maybe if my partner had ended up being a woman. Mm. I'd be in a different situation with them now, mm. but by the luck of the draw, I ended up with my partner, Jan and he happens to have penis, so they're mm. happy and not as bothered when I bring him to family dinner. <laughs> but who knows how that could have went.
4: Yeah. Oh, heaven forbid
1: you polyamorous and you start bringing three or four
0: people. My friend, uh, my friend, the one who got me into mm-hmm. the family, she is the especially in her for 20 years, was very openly by Polly and she <laughs> would bring her partners. And it was just such an uncomfortable... Amazing. We would all just sit there, because she oh. would find the most like ridiculous stereotypes of yes. a partner. Yes. And she would bring them all and be like, wow. <laughs> if, so if you good. want to talk about challenging your family, <laughs> that is absolutely what she did, which really did... Make it a little easier, because now when I say, yeah, I'm bisexual, they're like, oh, God. (laughs) Does that mean you're going to bring five people to Christmas?
1: Need a bigger
4: turkey.
0: (laughs) Whereas they just see my partner and kind of go, well, he's a man. So it's kind of going back to that concept of, Mm -hmm. well, she's marrying a man, so we're good. She's not she's not going through that five phase anymore. Yeah. And I get really, really heated and I just up my gay because my entire Can you life You say up your gay? Yes. Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. No, actually
0: I recently got into a little bit of an angry little petty fight with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um my fiance works for US Bank and on mm-hmm. Fridays they're allowed to wear casual Friday stuff. Sure. And the casual Friday shirt for U.S. Bank is a Pride shirt that says Pride, U.S. Bank, blah, 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 blah. And we have family dinners on Fridays. Mm -hmm. So he wore that shirt to Grandpa's. Mm -hmm. And he started, he kept just like started egging him on and like trying to poke the bear. Why are you wearing that shirt? And I was like, oh, interesting that you remember what he's worn the last two times. What was I wearing last time? Mm -hmm. Oh, so. So, you're just being homophobic? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, well, we're all good Christians and we do this, so I don't get why you have to constantly wear that shirt. And I'm like, well, how much of the family is actually queer that just doesn't tell you because of, of that? Because mm-hmm. I don't know how much of the family is gay. I do. Mm-hmm.
4: Me and him are just two. Then mm-hmm. deal with it. <laughs> That point, so, that?
0: right now, I kind of have, I was talking to uh, one of my other adopted sisters,
4: mm-hmm. and I was like, do you think it's too petty and, like,
0: too much if I just go on Amazon and get, like, a really gay shirt mm-hmm. and wear it to dinner from now on? Like, do you think, like, a really, really gay one that just says, like, gay on it? Or just, like, something really over the top? Mm-hmm. And just really in your face just to annoy him. Do you guys too petty? And she's like, No, I think he has it coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll see how how if what I do with that. But that's my level of petty right now. Time just time. fighting with my grandpa. So <laughs> oh, good. So so good.
1: Um, and now to the part that you really didn't want. Uh Bible pan. Because here's my story with this. Yes. I identify as bisexual, but I will sleep with anything that looks good.
3: <laughs>
1: which is technically what pansexual is. For me, I don't really mind which one I get called. It's not an issue for me. Uh, I can kind of understand why it annoys some people, but it's not an issue for me.
0: Which I think is really the healthier way to look at that mm. as far as the giant identity label works. Mm. Uh a lot here's where I have the cringe when it comes to pan, is there's so much misinformation out there mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of pan people being biphobic without intending to, without understanding what they're saying and why it's so harmful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it's all just misunderstanding and everyone digging their heels in the sand going, No, I'm right, no, know, I'm right. Mm-hmm. And it's just so rough because a lot of pan is well, I'm attracted to a person regardless of what their gender is. Well, that's great. And I think the best way to ex- to explain things is you can be bi and pan, mm-hmm. but you can't be pan and not bi.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Pan falls under the bi umbrella. Yeah, absolutely which is why I kind of get a twitch whenever someone says, I'm pan, not bi. Or when people go, Brendan, here not bi. He's pan. Respect his identity. And I go, yes, he's still bisexual Mm -hmm. because he's pan. And that falls under the bi umbrella. I'm glad he has an additional word that helps him describe his sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. But there's three sexual orientations. Homosexual, heterosexual, and bisexual, and even further, this definition of how people understand bisexuality gets so conflated, where we have so many different organizations with well-intended actions Mm and words, and then it just kind of further messes things. Mm There is a really common definition of bisexuality where it's attraction to more than one gender or Mm -hmm. and or sex.
1: I guess the problem with that is the is the prefix of bi, which means two.
0: Exactly, but to what? And that's where everything. Two sexuals. Is. Two sexuals is that uh, twice a sex or uh, once every two sexes?
3: Two sexuals.
0: <laughs> two sexuals. Anyway, like it's so frustrating because we have so many people who go, "I'm pan," because. And then insert a laundry list of incorrect definitions of bisexuality. Mm-hmm. The most common one being, "Well, bisexuals are only attracted to cis men and women." And I'm like, "No, no. absolutely not." The,
4: the because because people, who, people, people who aren't cis
1: gendered mm-hmm. are still men or women, it's that, mm-hmm. or non-binary. Yeah, and that's that's why it still fits under.
0: And even then, that's where people get confused, is they think that it's a numeric amount of how many genders someone can be attracted to, and that's just incorrect. Mm. The two refers to the homosexual attraction and the heterosexual attraction. That's where the two comes from. It's same and other. Mm-hmm. Not well, I can only be attracted to roll the dice, yeah. This gender and this gender. <laughs> roll your day twenty. It has nothing <laughs> to do with gender identity, which is why I get so frustrated because people are often saying, Well I'm not by because mm-hmm. and it's so heavily their answer to it is so heavily just surrounded by this concept of gender identity and it's mm-hmm. you no know, no, it's your sexual attraction. Mm. It's it's really just that.
4: Yeah.
0: Like
1: I, I tend to agree with you.
0: It's much more simple than the numeric number like <laughs> pick two genders, two genders only.
1: No, two sexuals.
0: And I mean You uh, can only
1: pick two sexuals. Only
0: pick two. Alright, better pick <laughs> pick wise. You don't get to change them. <laughs> And I think
1: yeah, of course you can't grow any further than that, no, can't you? No, no,
0: no. Never. And it's really frustrating because there's so many different concepts of what this idea of bisexuality is, and some people are like, "Well, I am bi, and I'm I am only attracted to cis men and women." And that's fine. And that's fine, but that's still under the bi umbrella. It's still mm-hmm. one definition of bi. Mm-hmm. That's not the only definition of buy. And I think that's where the pan label can, in fact, be helpful. Mm -hmm. Because if you say, I need to get some more footwear, okay, well, I know I need to go to a shoe store. If I say I need boots, we know I'm looking for boots. And it's just a further definition to help clarify your personal style of bisexuality. Mm -hmm. Because it is going to be different for everyone. Everyone has their own taste, and that's okay. But this like giant inner fighting over it is ridiculous, and half the time people get into this angry rage at me for promoting bisexuality, going, "Well, you should be promoting pansexuality because bisexuality is transphobic or it's it's against this or whatever." And it's really just not that fight. And it's like, I mean, how many people on the internet do like, "Don't call them stupid. They just don't know." But after, like, the 50th comment.
1: Uh, The same thing. Yeah. Because, honestly,
0: I haven't had anyone come to me with a definition of pansexuality that isn't biphobic. Mm -hmm. Unless they're saying, yeah, I'm bi and pan. Mm -hmm. Anytime that they're not bi, just pan, it's all biphobic. I haven't heard a single one. And let's keep in mind how many platforms and social media and DMs I get every single day. Not a single one has ever had one that was actually like a positive. Well, here's the actual difference and why they're very different. No, they're the same. They're under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. that's hard for a lot of people to swallow.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. People are, I think a lot of people are just set in what their, their ways are. Well, a lot of it's Tumblr inspiration.
0: It's a Tumblr education. And yeah. I learned that pan was the more woke version of bisexuality, <laughs> and it specifically says that I'm attracted to hearts, not parts. And I'm like, well, that's just you being shitty to bi people. <laughs> I also enjoy hearts. I also enjoy parts. <laughs> I don't care how they're mixed and matched. Yeah. I don't care exactly. how the genitals match up to the heart. But, yeah, that's what. That
1: that actual comment makes zero sense to me whatsoever.
0: Right.
1: I'm attracted to the hearts, not parts.
0: I you mean, enjoy your eunuchs. If if you're asexual, sure. Yeah. Right. Like I, I have thought this for so long that that should be even, under the asexual community. Even, like even, why are the man people taking that?
1: Even demisexual. Right. But
4: no, More specifically. Like you're, you're still
1: going to enjoy their parts.
4: Right.
1: Well, hopefully, you enjoy their parts. Yep. Doesn't Perfect. always it's happen better. that way. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone through that. We thankfully we agree, oh. so there's we don't have to sit here and fight it out, True. which which is nice. Um, just before we head on, because I've had you over, had you um, <laughs> We've been talking for over ninety minutes, Woo. which has sort of flown by, really. Um, <laughs> Just the last thing that I that I like to ask is what um, advice do you have for I'm gonna go with two parts. For for young people who are looking to come out and for parents who want to learn more and accept that their child's coming out. Ooh. It's always
4: a tricky one.
0: Well, it's really tricky because especially with the youth, like there's so much that's going to be specific to their own personal life. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish that I could with ease just say, Everyone come out, it's gonna be safe. The water's warm over here, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But the Doesn't thing work is it's it's not always safe to come out. Mm-hmm. It's not always I wish we lived in a very different world where I could just easily say, hey everybody, come on out. It's great. <laughs> in the visibility, sunshine, and the by rainbow. Like, yeah. But I mean, a lot of that is just for the youth. You need to know who you are. Yeah. And you can live in denial like me, like I did for so <laughs> long, and just be like, what, I've only slept with seven women? That doesn't <laughs> make me harder haven't you? Um, but it's very important to be honest with yourself and seek the answers that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. I know for a really long time that I personally just kept saying I wasn't high enough to claim my bi badge. Mm-hmm. That I didn't deserve it so I'm just straight and just something a little weird with me. <laughs> I'm just a little flexible. Yeah. But it was really in my twenties and kind of having that realization, heart to heart, all cards on the table. There's nobody me. It's just my thoughts and my Mm -hmm. past looking me dead in the eyes and going, "Oh my god."
1: Speaking of that, one of one of the big things that came out during Pride Month was um, people coming out, right, Mm -hmm. and saying it's okay to come out. It's okay to come out. And what you've just said there, I think, is hugely important. Is that it's not.
4: It's not.
1: It's not always okay. Come out when you feel comfortable to come out.
0: Come out when you feel
1: Yeah, exactly. You don't have to sit there and go, it's private. (coughs) Let's all come out now. No, No, it doesn't work
4: that way.
0: And if you are sure and you're like, you know what, I'm 500% definitely bisexual, you still really need to be aware of your surroundings Mm and where you are. There's a big difference between a 15-year-old coming out in Alabama as opposed to L.A. Mm. And there's a difference in someone who's raised in a very religious, strict home yep. versus someone who's giant, hippie, liberal, super progressive parent. Exactly. exactly. And it's very important to gauge your surroundings and know that you are going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Even if that means you have to stay closeted for a little longer, it's unfortunately the safer option. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was lucky. My mom, when I came out at twenty something, uh, we were drunk together because my mom is really just a good fun pal. <laughs> right. My biological mom is just a hoot. Right. That woman did not want such a nerdy child, but she loves this nerd that she got, and we were drinking together. And I was talking about how I was working for the Pi Foundation and how I was running Amby and all of these different little things. And she was just kind of as a side note gauging it and was like, "So, like, again, we're like tipsy and like kind of stumbling around. Mm-hmm. Are you by?" And I went, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm super by." <with> <laughs> And that was my entire coming out to my mom, <laughs> who, my mom, who raised me watching Will and & Grace and, like, Amazing. had all of these other different ideas and raised me to really think for myself and was very queer inclusive. She's the kind of stereotype where she might not know the language, but she'll give you a thumbs up and go, yeah, and she's really <laughs> just trying. Yep that's my mom. She met a six and a half foot tall drag queen at Pride one year and that was like her monumental like what she tells everyone about. <laughs> like that was the nicest drag queen. She just barked at these crazy protesters who were ruining it and I've never seen a grown man running stilettos before with a megaphone and I thought it was invigorating. <laughs> and my mom is just this tiny little woman who was so stoked about everything that I do. That's and I knew Coming out to her was no problem. I knew no matter what I do, my mom's gonna give me a positive reaction. We just need to tell her what side to cheer for me on and <laughs> whatever I start going on. Doesn't yeah. matter if I'm happy about something, she'll be happy about that. When sh- there's something bad and negative that I feel about something, she's angry. When she found out that Duck Dynasty was homophobic, she started a ruckus at her work. And like, <laughs> They were doing a Duck Dynasty theme for some parade something, and she like boycotted it and caused this giant scene, because they were homophobic, and her precious baby girl had just come out (laughs) to her. Yeah. And so we don't all have moms like mine. No. And I think it's really important to gauge that. You can end up homeless. You can end up wondering where your next meal is going to come from. Your yeah. education can be compromised. All of these things are very real. I
1: know, I know what you're saying. They're all real problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If I'm 15 and queer, you really have to gauge where you're going. Mm-hmm. And have you have a plan? You need to have a plan or... And a backup plan. And a backup plan, maybe a couple. Because you need to really worry about your future because we need as many educated, as many bright futures in the LGBT world to lead, lead and light the way. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do that if we're all having to drop out of school and be homeless and not have exactly. jobs. and and it's horrible, but that's the reality. That
1: is. Uh, you did also kind of answer the parent side of that question as well with the way that your mum reacted. It's yeah. just doesn't matter what side it is. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It's just support, right?
0: My mom truly is a phenomenon. mom. No matter who <laughs> that woman, all I have to phenomenal do mom. is send her a text of whatever I'm up to, and she is already standing on her soapbox with her pom-poms ready to cheer for whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. She might not understand the words I have (laughs) just told her, but she is already busting out her her magic markers and her signs ready. (laughs) I told her, because ever since I came out, she's been coming, she lives in California. Mm -hmm. Ever since I came out, she comes to every single pride.
4: That's awesome.
0: And I always lead it with Ambi. Mm-hmm. And so every single year, she always comes out. And she comes and supports me. She has never once been like, but I'm a straight person here. It's, there's my bisexual baby girl. Oh. <laughs> she does all of these wonderful things.
4: All of you would be
0: lucky to have her. <laughs> my mom's only slight pickup was... So, if you marry a woman, I still get grandbabies, right? Like, that was my mom's entire, mm-hmm. like, well, personally, no matter if I end up with a man or a woman, I'm not having biological children because mm-hmm. my genes are just a shit show. <laughs> I've been on maybe adopting, maybe fostering, who knows. And her entire hang up was I still get grandbabies, right? <laughs> And I was like, well, your odds are the same, no matter, I'm not shooting any out. And I think, like, one year for Pride, even, it, this was my favorite. Is I had told her after coming out, well, unicorns, it's kind of a supervising. Because my mom grew up in the 70s where it was rainbows and unicorns. And so she is such a unicorn Rainbow kind of girl, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, well, it's known in this and kind of the three way world, but also in the buy world as just unicorn is like a super vibe trope. Is we're all about our unicorns, and so she bought us matching unicorn onesies. Oh, Jesus, that we w- no, I loved it. I loved it. My <laughs> mom is oh, just crazy, crazy. Oh my god, like." telling her that unicorns are in the buy world was the best and worst thing I've ever done. (laughs) She will send me anything off the Walgreens clearance that has a unicorn on it, and I get these constant care packages of just the weirdest unicorn shit imaginable. (laughs) Like, I'm like, where did you even find this? She'll order things off Amazon or just strange unicorn things. And it was so great, though, because the year... Uh, she did the unicorns. She's actually the reason I did the theme of Buy Magic, and we all did a unicorn theme that year.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Because she showed up from California with her matching unicorn onesies, which is just a strange thing to be like, Yeah, I came out to my mom, and she was stoked because she loves unicorns. <laughs> and that gave her an excuse to buy matching onesies to match with her daughter in public out of parade. I think that like checks off some weird imaginary list my mom has somewhere where she's like, Yes! <laughs> I didn't even know this was a possibility for like parenting goals, but okay. Mm. And I mean my mom has found really good ways to be supportive without being actively close. Mm-hmm. And even when I started dating a man and we got engaged, like she never really went to the stereotype of oh, so are you straight now? Mm-hmm. Somehow she just kind of knew that I was still bi and was like, oh, okay. And then I told her, yeah, my partner's bi too. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> think my it. mom knows enough about the negative stereotypes to have any of the negative right. stereotypes. Which She was like, like, in this one case, ignorance really was bliss because she was just like, that's cool, he's also bi, so he gets it then, right? And I was like,
4: Fucking hallelujah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mom. That's one of my favorite things about having a bi-partner is he does get it. And we're both a little monogamish. And we're both, like, we understand and we're on the same level. And we also have all of the same my stereotypes of, like, geekdom. And she was like, cool. So when do I get grandbabies? And I was like, oh, we're on that again. <laughs> okay, right. so none of this has phased you, Mom. No.
1: I'm getting grandbabies, right? <laughs>
0: getting grandbabies, right? <laughs> she just adores him and honestly my mom would not have given two shits if my partner had being a woman and that's mm-hmm. really my mom understands that whoever my partner is is someone that makes me happy mm-hmm. and my happiness is what matters and yeah, my mom would exactly. rather me live a life where I'm not hiding things from her mm-hmm. I'm being truthful and forward and I'm with people that make my life better and my mom is very focused on that yeah and that's all that matters to my mom.
1: And that's so, so cool. That's so awesome. And that's
0: what any parent's focus really should be. Yes. Is are they living with a partner who is a healthy choice for them? hmm Like if my partner was abusive or just an asshole, no matter male or female, my mom yeah. would throw a tizzy and come and tell me that I'm dating an asshole regardless <laughs> of whatever their joke
4: is. Yeah.
0: That's my mom. It has nothing, like, I I would never worry that if I was with a woman that my mom would make shit up or, like, mm-hmm. try and sabotage it or be like, well, they're bad unless they actually were. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where my mom doesn't see gender, she just sees my partner, mm-hmm. no matter who that is. That's awesome. And it's really just like, well, I see that. I see that when you're falling apart, he's there, and he does this and this and this, which I realize brings you back up, and it's really healthy for you. Mm-hmm. And I see that you two work really well as a team. I see that you're both giant fucking nerds. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> understand what you two just said. Something about a dungeon and a paladin. I don't what What? Is that a sex thing? <laughs> well, it could be, Mom. <laughs> <Ugh>. It <laughs> is isn't Monday day guys. My brother-in-law had a sexy D and D game for a while, and we called it Kobe's Sexy Dungeon Party."
1: <laughs> we we have uh, about eight kingsters in one game.
3: <laughs>
0: oh
1: God! Yeah, yeah. We had someone. What was it? We shoved a trumpet up a gnome's ass.
0: Nice. While, we wanted to do not No, while, while, while
1: felching a king. Oh. So that we could get this purple stuff that was really good at getting you drunk. Huh. My first ever character got killed by eating an egg.
0: <laughs> well, that just sounds like a fun part. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was having a drinking competition. Nice. Yep. And then yeah. got quite drunk, and they were like, here, have this egg. It'll help you feel better.
0: The first time, my partner met my boss. I had told my boss that, yeah, my my partner's really Good and he's really into D and D and he loves DMing. And so the first time they met, we had a giant D and D session, Brilliant. and that's how they all met for the first time. So good. <laughs> and so, I mean, so good. This is such a bisexual stereotype. Mm-hmm. Like, have you noticed most people who play D and D are usually bisexual? Yeah, Yeah. No. <laughs> or at least somewhere on the Kinsey. <laughs> They're not completely straight. No. No. But anyway, it's been almost two hours. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, right.
1: Another long episode. I've just released a short one, so now we're going to have two <laughs> long ones in a row. So okay. fucking take it, fuckers, um, and listen to all of this shit. Um, just before we do finish up, plug away everything that you do and and all of that. What? Where can we find everything on the interwebs?
0: So we are currently on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. We are there's so many different platforms which to choose. Uh, definitely follow buy.org, and mm-hmm. it's just by dot org mm-hmm. is our handle. So easy. There's AmiSocial. Mm-hmm. AmiSocial is great. We have an international group. We have nine chapters now around the globe of actual physical chapters including Canada, Johannesburg, we're all around and along the West Coast because it's convenient for us. Mm-hmm. And that's really important for by visibility and just seeing actual by community in person in mm-hmm. so many different areas of the world. And we're really trying to keep that growing. Uh it's very easy to submit uh a file to create a chapter and we'll go through that and we'll meet with you. You have to create a team of like leaders mm-hmm. and co-organizers and that's it. And we're really trying to spread this. Uh, and buy.org is really good for information. We are the largest buy page on Facebook. We're over a million followers, mm-hmm. which is very impressive and it my is. favorite thing to toot my own horn about. <laughs> uh, Ami is great because it's global. It's International Blind Visibility. Yeah. And we also created the first bi Pride March.
1: Awesome.
0: Parade. I need to watch my wording on that. Um, and we have the other <laughs> one coming up for by Visibility Day on the cool. 23rd in LA. It's in West Hollywood again. And um, this will be our second one. I miss one. that by 11 days. Ah, oh, it's gonna be so much fun. Um, I bet. Yeah, it's it's the same inner team who's working on the bones of that. Mm-hmm. And then also check out Queer Majority. We have a ton of awesome, different perspective pieces, and it's not about us trying to get you to think one way or another. It's getting you to think more
4: mm-hmm.
0: and think about different perspectives. And even pieces that I've written for Queer Majority, I don't have the answers. Mm-hmm. I'll write about different topics, and I'm. I'll straight up say in the piece, like, I don't have the answer for this, but this is something that I'm seeing and that mm-hmm. I just want to share with people because what should we as a people do together to come together? Mm-hmm. So definitely follow us on your Majority as well. And that's on all three platforms? All three are on all Facebook, three.
1: Instagram, Twitter?
0: Yes. Cool. And we all have websites too. And the websites are much easier to look around and browse about on and really pick up a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And you
1: can follow me at Kaylee C. Walker. There we go. Thank you so so much for taking all of this time out and <laughs> and traveling all the way up um, like four hours to come and do this. I do hugely hugely appreciate it, and it's been really interesting talking to you and really really fun. So thank you so so much.
0: Absolutely.
5: The touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame not an amber say it's me that you want to dismember a blacken my eye set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango at your command before you here i stand my heart is in my hand it's here that i must be my heart entreats. Just hear those savage beats and go put on your cleats and come and trample me. Your heart is hard as stone or mahogany. That's why I'm in such exquisite agony. My soul is on fire. It's aflame with desire, which is why I perspire when we tango. You caught my nose in your left castanet love i can feel the pain yet love every time i hear drums and i envy the rose that you held in your teeth love with the thorns underneath love sticking into your gums Your eyes cast a spell that bewitches The last time I needed twenty stitches To sew up the gash you made with your lash As we dance to the masochism tango Bash in my brain and make me scream with pain Then kick me once again and say we'll never part I know too well I'm underneath your spell so darling if you smell something burning it's my heart <laughs> you take your cigarette from its holder and burn your initials in my shoulder fracture my spine and swear that you're mine as we dance to the some tango